much. You're very welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to uh, Coffee with Colin. A very special episode of Coffee with Colin because I'm about to talk with the uh, the legends that is Mr. Frankie Sheehan. And we won't even go near his rugby career because there's no point. That's That's gone down in lore. We're here to talk about the Pendulum Summit. And uh, 2024, January 2024 is the 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary of the Pendulum Summit and Frankie and Norma Sheehan kicked it off all those years ago. And it struck me that um, I, I was attending right up to COVID times and uh, it struck me that there's probably a whole cohort of people out there now who don't know the history. So I'm here to ask Frankie a couple of questions, if that's okay. And Frankie, thanks for taking the time out this evening. So uh, t- t- 10 years ago, what prompted us? Why did you come up with the idea? Thanks very much, Colin, for having me. And I, I, I do have to go back to go forward, if you don't mind. I mean, when you did say... Uh, we're not going to talk about Frankie's rugby career because there was no point. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, by the way. I agree with you. I, I had to, I had to my my ex colleagues, uh, teammates at home would uh, get a great kick out of that. But anyway, I we let it, I, we let uh, it that out. We let it that out. <laughs> but uh, so, Colm, I suppose ever since I was quite young, uh, I'd never claimed to be any type of a bookworm. But I always gravitated to self-help and personal development type of books and good business autobiographies and different things like that, right? So, um, you know, and within that, then I started doing a bit of, you know, at the time it was creative visualization, which is kind of visualization, really, uh, and maybe mindfulness a bit now, uh, it's called. And I remember listening actually to the old Tony Quinn tapes, if you remember the Educo tapes and and, you know, as I, as I was developing and I started t- setting targets in my own head and and my mother years later picked up uh, scrolls of paper where I had my goals set out and, and I had actually achieved them, you know. I want to play rugby for Ireland and this type of thing, you know. So I was always fascinated with that whole space of uh, constantly improving and just, you know, focus and, and getting stuck into tasks and and believing and using the, the, the mindset to actually achieve those. So I was always very much into it. And then I suppose as as I went on, I was lucky enough uh, to, I suppose, go to UCC and, and and follow, I suppose, my my passion, which was rugby at the time. And, and as luck happened, uh, when I started in UCC it was 1994, and uh, rugby became professional in 95. And uh, so in about, by the time I finished in UCC with my economics degree in 97, I got... A, a, a part-time contract with Munster, which was just unbelievable. This was the biggest dream come true ever. I was going to do this for, for free, uh, you know, because it was my passion. And so for the next 14 years, then I had a, a wonderful adventure with uh, Munster. And I know you're not asking about that, but I suppose I just wanted to give more of a, a, a brief. And by doing that, I got, I suppose, uh, I was lucky enough to play with and against some of the best players and under some of the best coaches in the world at the time. So uh, from, you know, playing with under the likes of Declan Kidney and Eddie O'Sullivan, and I got my first clap under Warren Gatland and, you know, playing against the great Leicester teams and the English teams, like with Martin Johnson and Clive Woodward, who went on to win the World Cup. So by doing that, I think I got a kind of an inadvertent kind of, uh, inadvertent kind of uh, some sort of qualification in, in, I suppose, high performance and leadership. Um and uh, so I, I got 14 years out of that. I retired and I set about then setting up a speaker bureau, which is Front Row Speakers. And uh, what Front Row Speakers does, so a lot of companies through all industries are looking for a speaker to come into their organization to talk about, you know, everything from diversity and inclusion to 
leadership to uh, high performance to well-being, all those areas. So uh, that, I suppose, gave us a fantastic opportunity to have conversations with business owners, uh, CEOs, L&D, people, HR, and to really understand what the changing trends were, what the challenges were in the organizations. And then the speakers we were booking were coming back explaining to us what was going on. And uh, in amongst all this, then I, I went to the Irish Management Institute and I did a diploma in leadership, um, which was a very good experience because it gave me a bit more of the, I suppose, academia around a lot of the stuff that I had already learned. And uh, my wife, then Norma as well, she went back and she did a, a higher diploma in coaching. Uh, so we, we kind of had a, a good skill set. And then kind of mid-2013, we had this light bulb moment. We said, you know what, we're delivering speakers into all sorts of companies all over the world in areas of high performance, leadership, well-being, and a myriad of other vocational and professional development areas. And we said, why don't we have one event once a year that's not just for the the SME or the big business, uh, but is for anybody in that space of maximizing their potential in all aspects of their life, right? And becoming, you know, helping themselves vocationally in what they want to do and just constantly improving themselves. So we came up with this mad idea called Pendulum Summit, and uh, we had the first event in 2014. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Chris Hadfield ended up being our keynote speaker. Uh, I was born in Canada myself to Irish parents. I only lived there for a short bit, but I was telling him how, how Canadian I was. I remember when I was trying to broker the deal, and uh, he was big at the time because he was playing music up in space. And I think he said this first tweet from space, Asquelga. In Irish and uh, which was which was great so there was a great thread and he came in and a few others and we had 600 people in the convention center and that's where it all began wonderful 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 story and come here I'm delighted that you went all the way back uh, you know I, I wasn't trying to diss the, <laughs> the, the rugby career at all it's just been written about uh, ad infinitum and uh, and for all the right reasons uh, but but I'm delighted you went back because it's contextualized where pendulum came from it wasn't just this mad idea that you came up with someday and said let's do this so so thanks for doing that so 10 years on um it's been it's been fantastic it has helped so many people yours truly included to get their heads screwed on straight at the start of the year and i remember talking to you at one stage and asked you why did you pick early january and you you told me at least you told me what uh, i believe was that was the case remind us why did you pick early january it's very early in the year Yes, and uh, I remember by brokering that deal, um, uh, it was Chris Hadfield, and we were on to Chris, and he said, well, I'm over, and I can do it on this particular date on the 8th of January. And uh, I said, okay, but we might need it a bit later. Well, that's the only date I'm available. So uh, we sort of went to our sponsors, and everything. they were like, Frankie, that you can't do something in early January. That's just not doable. And I said, look, well... That's it. We got to do it, and and we did. And um, so anyway, so the following year, actually, when we were brokering the deal with Deepak Chopra to, I suppose, in 2015 to to speak at a leadership conference. If you think back now, this is when everyone was suited and booted, going to work with ties, everything. You know what I mean? And and mindfulness was one of these foreign kind of hocus pocus type of things, whereas uh, everybody now it's kind of trendy. And 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 so we 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 brought Deepak into this, but. Uh, we went to the sponsor, went to everyone says, oh, by the way, we've Deepak, we've a bit more flexibility, so we're going to kick it out now a bit. And they were like, no, 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 Frankie, you can't. And we were like, why? You have to have it early January. I said, why? But you told us last year that it was, yes, I know we told you that, but it said this is exactly the time to have it. It's because it's just after Christmas. 
things haven't fully got going yet. People's mindsets are open to change. They want new ideas. They want fresh ideas as individuals and organizations. And it's exactly the right time of the year to have it. So from then on, we have had it early January. And apart from during COVID, we, we pushed it out once in April and we did late January another time. But the good news is to celebrate the 10 years now, we're back uh, for uh, January 10 and 11. That's fantastic. And, uh, and you know, I remember you told me that story, but I just wanted uh, our listeners to hear it. Uh, it's fascinating how the universe conspires, if you like, to put the pieces in place, right? You, you know, Chris Hadfield was the one who dictated the 8th of January and everybody, everybody resisted it. And we know yeah. that in Ireland, like seriously, most businesses don't get back up and running until late January and February, et cetera, right? And I think you guys booked the trend. Yes. And and it was amazing now to hear that it was your sponsors who dragged you back in year two into the early January. And of course, it's become a staple ever since until, of course, COVID. And we talked about that. Yes. I actually spent six years on the board of Fall to Ireland, actually. Uh, and that that particular week, so I was doing my bit for the green jersey as well, I convinced myself, because that's the quietest time of the whole year for business tourism uh, in the country and especially in Dublin. So um, you know, at the height of it, we were bringing it up to 20 million uh, to the local economy of Dublin at the quietest time of the year for tourism. So that was a small little thing as oh, well that I was quite proud of. But in fairness, you, you know, you, you, you've literally donned the green jersey and you continue to do so. Congratulations. It's, it's, it's superb. Tell me, um, in all those years, you've met hundreds of speakers uh, hundreds of you've had lots of people on stage have you got a highlight any any one moment that yourself and norma sat there and thought well how did this happen yeah we've had it's it's that's like asking me what my favorite child is you know or who my favorite child is we've had so many um you know great days every every single i remember the the minute detail of every single pendulum summit i remember exactly the emotion i remember every part of it and different speakers did different things. And that's the beauty about Pendulum, by the way. There's not one person going to go to Pendulum this January and say, I adored every single speaker. There's going to be fierce diversity of thought and opinion around that. And that's what I love. I love the kind of the, the, you know, the robust conversations at break times about that. And it just depends where you are in your life. I, I even remember listening back to uh, Patrick Coveney, like CEO of Greencore at the time, and remember thinking at the time, yeah, it was good, good presentation. I listened to it four or five years later. I was like, wow, you know, it was it was a completely different conversation in my head. I had potentially matured more, and I was a different person. So I mean, like to get the likes of uh, Tony Robbins was huge, and when we we had in 2016 after the Deepak or 2015, we we managed to sign uh, Tony Robbins, and um, uh, we had 3,200 people. So first year we had 600. Then we had about fifteen or sixteen hundred, and now we had three thousand two hundred people, right? And now the cost of—I remember exactly where I was when I signed that contract. You know those moments, and you were like, "What are you doing, Frankie?" You know, and I signed this contract, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And now when I announced it, I thought that my god, this will only be this will be sold out. This will be like you know, uh, Ticketmaster now for one of the big concerts coming to town. I couldn't have been more wrong. I was ringing up CEOs and saying, guys, I have Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins in there. Uh, uh, Tim Robbins, is it? Is that the actor? I said, you, you, you've got to be kidding me. Are you serious? And it was, my, it was, it was horrible at times. It was so, I had to push and push and push and push. And some of your, your, your listeners, I suppose, 
uh, are on the other side of my passion, I'll call it, when, you know, when I do, and I am so passionate about this whole thing, and, and I, I get some of these brilliant named speakers, unbelievable names, and I can't help myself when they say, oh, well, I'm not sure. I'm like, seriously, you can't not go to this guy, right? Because he's that good, you know? So um, I think the Tony Robbins day, and when, when, we, when we did sell out and he did a five-hour masterclass, and it was just, it was something else. And it was, you know, it like getting people to their feet and jumping and cheering like this. And, and to be fair to Tony, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad about doing that. I don't like going up and jumping like this. But there's a science to actually what he's doing. You know, you create emotion by motion. You know what I mean? That was his thing. So there was, there was the people who were there, in fairness to 99.9% of them, they just got involved and they went with it. And there was a lot of people who weren't there who were, there was a bit of kind of sniggering out of you at that whole thing that, you know, and there was a bit of that. And, and I remember Matt Cooper took the one guy who was disappointed from the whole thing. Uh, and it was like, from a rugby context, Ireland beating England for, by 40 points. But there was one guy in, this, in the crowd didn't enjoy the match. And Matt took him on the station and he, he they, had, they took the complete... Uh, make out of the event and I, I was I was really annoyed after it and I, I had it out with Matt after you yeah, know I know my good friends at Matt and he brought me on the station the following evening but anyway the, I think that was a huge that was a huge moment the following year then we we extended it to two days and then we brought Richard Branson over and we had a huge one for that and and they, they just kept getting bigger and, and different and and you know it was it was a lot of big ones. I think one of the, one of the big highlights globally was the time then when when Richard uh, Branson was on stage and uh, someone told me Conor McGregor was around and he'd be keen to come in and um, I said like why not and uh, I well I paid him a check as well but anyway uh, he ended up on stage with, with with Richard Branson and of course Branson being the marketing man takes off his top and the two guys stood toe to toe like this and uh, with their tops off. And there was we within hours we had ten million hits globally uh, on this right. It was on the front page of every paper. It was just you know. So it was kind of yeah. It, to answer your question, we looked at Dharma after and said, you know, this we've done something okay here. You know, this is, this absolutely is, wonderful. This I'm proud to be able to say I was there when Tony Robbins was there. That was a great event. But it, but Tony Robbins also isn't for everybody. There's there's this there's this uh, uh, feeling sure. of yeah. I get that. The Americans are, you know, they're a bit too over the top. Tony's special in fairness, John, and he's world-class at what he does, and you've created a world-class uh, event. Yes. And, and I was there for the Richard Branson uh, yeah. one as well, and uh, so, and, you know, it was the perfect picture moment. Richard Branson and your man taking off their shirts and, and you know, standing toe-to-toe. So, so well done. It's interesting you picked Tony Robbins as a highlight and also as a potential lowlight because you sort of said, you signed us, you thought everybody... Would, would buy tickets and they weren't going to and you had to yeah. hustle p- perhaps harder that yes. year to fill the place. Um, well, what about COVID? When COVID struck, what happened? Where did you go? How, how did you feel? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. It was just before COVID struck, I remember uh, talking to my mother and I was just exhausted and I said, well, wouldn't it be fantastic to have six months of just doing absolutely nothing? And, you know, I, I don't know what happened next, but uh, all of a sudden um, there, we were propelled into doing absolutely nothing. And, um, you know, we, we, I suppose, I think as for me personally and my family gave me an opportunity to spend a bit more time with my family, uh, which I did. 
uh, I think for everyone it was it was lovely in a way that uh, you know we were forced to sort of uh, yeah to talk to each other and you know got to know our neighbours very well and we did some great fun with our neighbours and got to, got to spend a bit more meaningful time with other friends as well and stuff like that all those bubbles we were in you know we kept convincing ourselves oh we're okay because we're we're in the same bubble aren't we you know <laughs> and uh, you know. I, I, and I, to be fair, I'm one of these guys. I'm I, I'm lucky. I'm 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 very healthy. I was never afraid of getting COVID. I kind of I'd nearly be a bit stubborn about it. if someone says he's COVID in that room. Don't go in. I'd nearly go in. I I, I that I'm not proud of that type of thing. But that's just I'm kind of you know I wasn't afraid of it. And I'm and I'm not trying to take from it. It was awful for uh, so many people. And and we lost some lot of dear friends and, and and relations on the back of it, but um, but that's just the way you know I cho- I chose to I chose to deal with it, and uh, so we 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 really connected with the family, we connected with friends, and you know during all of it, I felt that people needed something. So uh, at the end of 2020, we decided as a group that we would do a virtual event uh, at the end of 2020, and we worked really hard, and the team here worked really hard. Because we felt, to be fair, it wasn't as much for us, but it was it was people out there. They needed hope, and you know, we we had a, we ended up having a, a fantastic virtual event in around November in 2020. Mm-hmm. And actually, the great Bob Proctor spoke at that um, at that event, right? Who died actually uh, only about a year ago, and he was one of my heroes. He was in the book and the movie The Secret, mm-hmm. and it was, he gave what a presentation he gave at 88 years of age at the time. It was just amazing, you know. But um, so he he was uh, so we, we we had a good event so yeah that that kind of took us through COVID it was um, COVID was a challenging time it was you know uh, as I said I, in my own mind I was saying I'd love six months off and then 2021 really kind of you know was a re- I I found it the hardest challenge because it was kind of there, there didn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel so we we developed Pendulum 360 in that time and which is a which is a learning and lifestyle platform. Right. which uh, is alive and well today. A lot of companies use it or individuals, if they miss Pendulum, they can go back and they can get Pendulum 360, watch the presentations, and there's 20-plus micro-learning courses on it, all the past Pendulum Zone presentations are on it. So it's a fabulous facility for people, so they have that. So we spend an awful lot of time working on that as well. And, um, yeah, so it was, um, I, I, I suppose, I'm... I'm positive by nature. I I hate being kind of dictated to. I think I was practical about my approach to things. Um, I, I I think I, I did the best I could with the time I had during that time. Would I like to go through it again? Not a chance, you know. It was just, it, it was bleak at times. That's a great response. Uh, you, you, you did what meant most of us, every, everybody had to do. You pivoted, you found ways. I mean, you created... For example, Pendulum 360, you had your first full online event uh, because COVID dictated that. Uh, I suppose I was I, at the start of my question, I was wondering, did you wake up the morning that the tee shot locked the country down and think, shoot, it's game over? Or did you, did you think, shoot, I get me six months off? <laughs> and, yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question. I think, I mean, in fairness to you, Colm, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you, you have a good brain in you. Uh, I think... I think the space of, of, of I suppose I'm in the business of, you know, the marketing slang would would be leading people to to their greatness. You know that that would be we're 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 facilitators to educate people in a kind of a 
a vocational way that's that's very upbeat and entertaining is the way I would kind of see what we do. And it was it was there long before I was there. Uh, we've packaged it a bit differently. It was there hundreds of years ago. It's been there thousands of years. Education has always been there. Uh, and uh, so, you know, when things change, yeah, it's it, it's going to change. It changed online. Uh, but I think in 2021 then, it, we had the Zoom fatigue. People just fell off a cliff. They were like, we can't do this anymore. And so that's when we launched the event, actually, and Tony Robbins was good enough to launch the Pendulum 360 platform with with an online event and it was it was it was great but the numbers weren't quite there where we wanted it because people were just exhausted from it you know so um so like they 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 were the challenges so i suppose i would have always had faith that look if if this doesn't work out in person look there's going to be other ways and and yeah you know it's i'd always try and back myself i mean if you told me in the morning i suppose i i went through hard times before after my rugby career when when things fell off a cliff and you know um, I, I, I had invested a lot in properties and different things like that and with a view to a pension, you know, and, of course, uh, that old saying, uh, as safe as houses, <laughs> didn't exactly <laughs> come to fruition. So I kind of, I more or less lost everything, do you know what I mean? Uh, so so I, I lost money, so I, 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 know, I knew what it was like to not have money and, and when you realize that, okay, it's, and, and again, I want to be respectful when I say this, I mean, it, obviously money is very important, but when you go from kind of not really having any money and, and having money, you get a different kind of an understanding of money. And, and you kind of, I suppose I just backed myself in the morning again, if I was wiped to zero, yeah. you know, I'm a survivor. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out something. I'm not afraid to work. I'm not afraid to get up early. You know, that that's coming through here the whole time. You're not afraid to get stuck in and, you know, God forbid something were to happen and you were back to zero tomorrow. You know, you'd back yourself. You know, you know, you'd go again. You know, you know, you know, you'd find something to do. And, and of course, you've developed this world class and worldwide network now. Everybody knows you. Right. And, you know, everybody and you can get you can get access to anybody that you want to. OK. And uh, and and that in itself uh, is, is, dare I say, it, money in the bank, right? Because you can go again if you choose to. And if, if you were to tell your nearest and dearest, right, three reasons, and you could only tell them three reasons why they should attend Pendulum at all, but particularly Pendulum twenty twenty four, what would those three reasons be? Well, I think I think the first one, and it's the first pillar of pendulum column, is mental resilience, right? And it's Zig Ziglar said something one time. He said motivation is like washing. That's why we recommend it daily. Okay, so you could be, you know, we we could all be motivated today, tomorrow, and I could be up to here. But if I don't kind of work on that, you know, it, you know, even intermittently, I'd fall off a cliff. It's like your diet. If you don't work on your diet, you get you get heavy and you put on weight and things like that. So. You need to work on it. So this, by booking something like Pendulum, it doesn't have to be, but something like Pendulum, um, you're you're immersing yourself in and you're committing to it for two full days. So you have no choice but to be within that environment. So the whole mental resilience side of it, and it's getting yourself right first, like the, the airlines, put on your own oxygen mask first, because if you're not right, you can't help anyone else. So that's the first area, mental resilience, you know. And once you build yourself up like that, you are good. And a lot of people actually did, uh, when when COVID kicked off, they came to me and said, like all the pendulum over the years, all that stuff kicked in when COVID happened. They were more prepared for it because they had the work done. You know what I mean? And that sort of prepares you for when 
you know, there, and there's always going to be something. There's always going to be, whether it's going to be a war in Ukraine, whether it's going to be a Brexit, whether it's going to be a Donald Trump, where it's, there's going to be something, you know. Uh, so it's just preparing yourself for the next thing. So that that's the first thing. Um, I think the second thing would be the connectivity uh, that that's at the event. I think we don't push it as a networking event. That kind of words, I'm not mad about that word anymore, networking, but it, it does. I mean, I think you know more than anyone, Colm, you could be, uh, you could be sitting beside, you know, Pat McDonough from Supermax there with his full team for 15 days, for 15, 15 of them, and he's taking more notes than anybody. And you're, you know, you've heard a lot of the stuff that the speakers are saying, but I suppose when it's been said to you in a highly charged environment, and when Pat McDonough then there says something to you, and, and he's there, and, and you get to see successful people in the, in their chosen field, and they're just normal like you and me. That gives you a fierce sense of, of, of a lifting or an osmosis. So, and the connectivity and just those little knitter natters and those chats and all that, I think that's a huge part of it as well, you know. And I think the final part of it as well, I think, is, you know, is we call it uh, elite performance. And I know that sounds very kind of, you know, but it, it's, it, it's constant improvement, right? And I think in life, Colm, I think a lot of us, including myself, could be doing lots of things really well, but just a slight tweak, slight tweak this way or that way, and all of a sudden it's a game changer. You know what I mean? And that's all, and it's just, that's what you're looking to do. And, you know, we're bringing people on stage who have achieved great success in their in their, their areas, and without knowing it subliminally, you'll start listening and hearing. Every one of these guys are doing something at a, at a kind of a level that's just above normal, and the more you surround yourself with those type of people and, and the people watching and the people on stage, I think that's a huge part. And, and before you know it, small and incremental improvements, and all of a sudden that is becomes elite performance. And as Tony Robbins would say, constant and never-ending improvement. Yeah. It's interesting that you you finish on that point, right? Because you go all the way back to your to your uh, how you explained what rugby did for you and it put you into this high performance arena and you were it was you were living your dream right but you got to work with world class play with world class players work with world class coaches and you saw the importance of high performance and then you your speaking business you were putting all these high performance speakers out into the world and then all of that led to pendulum and that's what you've done you just keep building on that the whole time i loved what you said about um, mental resilience Poyum fits a phrase I've been using for a couple of years now, P-O-Y-O-O-M-F, which stands for put on your own oxygen mask first. I absolutely agree with you. If we don't look after ourselves, we have no hope of looking after the people around us. And that's what the airlines teach us. Put on your own oxygen mask first so that you're capable of helping those around you. Another reason why I love I love Pendulum. The connectivity, you're 100% right there, right? We've no idea who you're, we're going to bump into at Pendulum. No idea. There's a fellow I meet. Every time I've been at Pendulum, I meet the same fella. It passing, you know, through, through one of the doors at some point, we'll always bump into each other. We don't see each other from one end of the year to the next outside of that. Uh, but you've no idea who you're going to meet. You've no idea what opportunities can be created by meeting somebody because we're all there in the same environment, all absorbing the same type of information, all are hearing different things, by the way, because of where we're all at. OK, but uh, we, we're we know we're in, in, in good company, okay, in like minded people. And we've no idea what opportunities can come from that. The only opportunities that can't come are the ones where there's nobody there, where somebody doesn't turn up, right? If you don't turn up, you're not in the room, you can't have the meeting. You can't have that bump in the universe that will set you off in a different a different track. 
Um, and then the whole thing of elite performance, I mean, it, it's astounding having been to the pendulum so much pre-COVID. Absolutely astounding what you created. World-class in every sense, in every sense. Uh, and uh, I'm so looking forward to, to January 2024 and uh, getting back into that environment. I've missed it for one. Uh, I, you know, I, I fell off the train somewhat uh, through COVID for a whole myriad reasons. Um, but now I'm ready to go back out there and ready to get back involved with what you've created in Pendulum. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you for, for facilitating that. Uh, we're hoping to bring a group together, Frankie, uh, of, uh, of randomers, if you like, through my various networks uh, to come together and, and, and be there as a group. Because, uh, and, and maybe you can comment on this, I feel there are some people who wouldn't turn up necessarily because they'd be on their own. Have you, have you, have you comment on that? Yeah, everybody's different. And yeah, people are a bit, I mean, would you go to the cinema by yourself? You know, I, I, I have, but sometimes I don't. But I think there's, um, every morning I'm at a Pendulum Summit, and, and in fairness to you, Cullum, you've been one of the great supporters. You even were in New York with us uh, when we did the Pendulum in New York, which was uh, which was incredible with the likes of Jack Canfield and Deepak Chopra. But I think that Pendulum, every Pendulum at around the mid-morning, coffee break uh people will come up to me oh my god frank oh my god this is unbelievable it's unbelievable and i'm kind of confidently nodding back i said yeah you know i told you but you never told me it was like this frankie and i'm like like what like this this is unbelievable i'm like but like tell me what i'm not telling you because i need to tell the next person and they're like i don't know i don't know i don't know they go off in a kind of a thing right so I think that's the whole thing. So whether you're by yourself, whether you're with a group, uh, in fact, there are people I know that go to groups, win groups, and they're saying, could you split us up, please? Because oh, okay. they want to, you know, they want to have a, a reflective time by themselves as well, right? You know, so it's individual, like it, it caters for, for everyone. You can go um, and, and, and do something, you know what I mean? Be bold. As I said, look, if it's not pendulum, uh, I, I hope it is. And I, I'll just say, like, it is true. It is uh, they say self-praise is no praise, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to praise it, but this is as good as I've seen anywhere in the world. I travel with Norman. We try and find a conference or two a year to, to, to see, to learn from, to try and get new ideas. And I, I'm honestly, we're up there as good, if not better, than anything I've seen out there. You know what I mean? It's on in our doorstep. We spend huge money on some of the top speakers to bring them over. So, you know, you know taking a bit of time out for yourself, uh, or as a group or as an organization is it, it should be done anyway even if you were going for two days into a room by yourself it should be done you know what i mean Where, whereas now you're getting an opportunity with world-class speakers and not just the speakers it's the delegates around you and i think there's a lovely openness there we have a world-class app now as well a kind of a networking app and stuff like that which is again not for networking but for connectivity that you can browse through and you can you know you can just observe or you can partake and small things like that, and there's lots of areas and different things, and we've all new ideas to try and keep people together. So I think I think there's no pressure. I would just encourage people to go. And what I would say is, look, if you're 50-50, please do go, because we do invest huge amounts in this. It's on the convention center, which, as you know, is world-class as well. Everything is put on. And if it is 50-50, uh, please do take the point and support us. And and I go as far to say, Colm, and, and uh, to your network and any of your listeners listening, if any of them do decide to go, and if they're not happy at the end of it, they didn't get anything out of it, I'll give them their money back. <laughs> I love that, but there's no need to make that offer because it's, it's lads. I understand that, but I, you know, I, I hear you. 
But look, it That's is so confident I am the product. But but you're but and you've every right to be. I was just thinking there, like it is world class in every sense, okay, in every sense, okay. And you you bring in world class speakers. But here's the thing: it doesn't matter how much money you throw at a world class speaker, they won't come if it's a sham, right, or if it's shabby, right? They're only coming because it's world class. You can't just throw yes. money at a fella or a girl and expect them to turn up and and rock into something that's second class. Uh, this this is absolutely world class, Frankie. It's a pleasure chatting to you. Thanks uh, for taking the time out. And I'm really looking forward to spending time with yourself and Norma. And, oh, there you go, the Pendulum Cup. Uh, looking forward to spending time with you guys again in January. Um, website address for the people who want to get tickets. Yes, PendulumSummit.com or Frankie at PendulumSummit.com if you need to connect with me directly. Happy days. Frankie, a pleasure, my friend. Mind yourself. We'll see you in January. Thank you, Colin. God bless you. Take it easy. See you soon.